Hello and welcome to the Wonderlust Life Podcast. My name is Sarah Jade and each episode I will be interviewing one of your favourite travelling tribes. They will share their story on why they decided to travel, how they travel and offer so many valuable tips and advice and showcase what is truly possible when living life on the road. My hope is that this podcast will help take out the overwhelm and the guesswork when you are preparing to travel Australia. Whether that be your short trip, your big lap or your full-time life on the road, you will discover absolutely everything you need to know about travelling Australia and living the Wonderlust life. Hello and welcome to my first official episode of interviewing one of your favourite travelling families. I'm so excited to introduce our first guest, Gemma from Van Roman. She has been travelling with her husband, Reese and their two kids, Ida, who is three, and Ari, who is two. They have been on the road since 2015 and full-time since 2018 and are currently in Tassie. So welcome, Gemma. Thank you so much for having me. No worries at all and thank you so much for saying yes and being my first guest. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. <laughs> um, yes, absolutely. Well, firstly, I would absolutely love you to share your story of, you know, what's your story? What's your background? Why did you start travelling? Um, you know, where you've been over the last few years and really let us get to know who Van Roman is and who um, Gemma and Reese are. Excellent. Okay. Well, in 2010, we built a beautiful home um, that overlooked Hobart and the Derwent River. Um, and a few years later, we lost Reese's dad very, very suddenly. And it made Reese reassess what he wanted to do in life, mm-hmm. as he said, never even got the chance to retire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he put it to me one night when I got home from work, uh, how about we sell the house and travel Australia? And I thought, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you talking about? And it took me a little while to come around to the idea, to be honest. Um, but we, back then, there weren't really Instagram people. So yep. back then there was a family... Um, who made a set of videos or DVDs called Expedition Australia, The Big Lap. I think I actually saw that video as well. That was probably, yeah, one of the first things that I saw too. Yes, and I I loved it. It was a 10-part series that they filmed as they went around and I thought to myself, this looks amazing and if they could do it with two kids in a camper trailer, surely I could do it with no kids because at that stage we had no kids. Yep. Um, so that's what we did. I um, I worked in accounting and finance and Reese is a plumber and we put our house on the market and mm-hmm. we told our work, um, our employers, that we were going to build another house on a bigger piece of land. That was our uh, backup story because I thought if it doesn't sell and we've already told them what we're doing then we look like real idiots yeah yeah (laughs) you know I didn't want to um embarrass myself so yeah anyway it sold in three weeks and I went oh okay (laughs) that means we're really doing this um so yeah so we were already um engaged and had planned a wedding so we still did all that first and then a uh, week after our wedding, we disappeared. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so our honeymoon was uh, 30 weeks or driving 30,000 kilometres. Um, we left from Tasmania and went over to Melbourne, picked up a, a caravan that was a cute little 18-foot off-roader just for the two of us, and then we, we had um, an adventure of a lifetime, went up the centre because it was – uh, May, yep. May and June, yeah, so best time of the year to get, you know, north. So we went up the centre, did Uluru and all that fun stuff, up to Darwin and then across through the Kimberley. So mm-hmm. our bucket list uh, stuff was to do the Gibb River Road, which we did. Yep. 
Um, and yeah, through the Kimberley down the coast into Karajini, which is amazing as well, and all the way down WA, back along uh, the Nullarbor and the Great Ocean Road, and we came back to Tassie. So 30 weeks later, we were back in our home state yep. um, with a whole new lease on life, yep. but um, we went back to our same job. So we had leave without pay, went back to our same job, tried to go back to normal life. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't fit with us. <laughs> yeah, especially being yeah. on the road for that amount of time. It's quite hard to uh, fit back into the, the routine of, of, you know, life, I guess. Yes, absolutely. So it um, became um, apparent to us that we had to just go again. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so we lasted 12 months around about back in our jobs and had fallen pregnant with our first child, which yep. was lovely, of course, because yeah. that was all part of the plan. Yep. Um, and then some friends in WA said that they were going to go caravanning and they needed a house sitter for their dogs. And I thought, well, look out, I'm going to be on maternity leave. Maybe we'll come and do that. And we did. Yep. So when Ida was nine weeks old, we flew to Perth and spent a few months over there, which was lovely for Reese not to have to work and enjoy that time with his first baby. And then we flew back and went, well, I'm still on maternity leave. Reese didn't want to go to work. He was loving being a dad. So we uh, bought a second-hand caravan and went away. Yep. So what year was uh, this? When did when this- was this all happening? This was 2017 17, now. yep, okay. Yeah, so at that point, because we'd had a baby um, and, you know, we'd travelled before and loved it, but I knew it would be a complete different dynamic and different trip. Mm-hmm. That's when I got in touch with Trip in a Van um, and, yeah, Beck and Justin answered lots of questions for us at that stage because um, I just needed reassurance that I could do this with a baby. Yeah, of course, because they've got a, three kids themselves, haven't they? Yes, and they started out when Charlie was, I think, around six months as well. So um, it was, yeah, a very similar type of situation except that I only had one baby. And mm-hmm. it turned out that we found the exact same van as them. So I found a second-hand Jurgens and Aruma. Yep. which we bought um, and we disappeared. So we went away for 20 weeks. Ida was five and a half months old at that stage when we left and she's lived in a caravan since. Wow, what a lifestyle. So, yeah. So we went up the east coast all the way to Early Beach and then back to Tassie in time for Christmas. So every time we've gone away, it's sort of been winter. And then we come back in summer to spend the best part of Tassie with our family. Yep. Amazing. And during, yeah, that's right. During that trip, I was also pregnant with Ari. So they're only 13 and a half months apart, which is close. So I, was, I found out I was pregnant one week before we left with Ida. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had all my appointments and things on the road, yep. which I can touch talk about a bit more yeah later. We'll, we'll dive into that um, soon yeah yeah so then we, yes, we decided uh we came back so that we could have him at home uh you know be around family not that we had a home we still lived in the van but we were on family property and Reese was able to go back to work get a bit more money because each time we traveled up until uh then he didn't work he was just you know living the life enjoying being a dad so then when we came back he did a few months of work until Ari was born mm-hmm. and um, Ari's lived in a van since he was one week old yep. so we still had the Jurgens at this stage and then it was early 2018 because he was born in March um, and everybody kept saying oh now that you've got two kids I suppose you're going to stop and we said mm, no mm-hmm. actually we're going to we're going to try this out and see how it goes with two big kids in a van. Yep, yep. So, so yes, so in 2018, we left indefinitely. And that's when I created our Van Roman uh, pages on Instagram and Facebook. And, um, yeah, so we left Tassie when Ari was five weeks old. 
we did a few weeks around Victoria until um, a new niece of ours was born. So we wanted to meet her before we disappeared again and officially hit the road indefinitely when Ari was 10 weeks and Ida was 16 months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. What an amazing story and what an incredible lifestyle that you've given, you know, life experience that you've given your children at such a young age already. So good on you guys for making the decision and, and yeah, getting on the road and having those amazing quality family experiences. Absolutely. We, we really do love it. Um, but I always, you know, said to myself, if it gets too much, we can just stop at mm. any time, yeah. sell the caravan and go back to a house. If, if that's what we have to do, it doesn't matter. And yep. I just kept open-minded, and but it's all worked out. You know, we love it. Yep. You have your moments, but that's, that would be normal. I'd have sleepless nights wherever I was. So, I, you know. Well, that's fine. it. I mean, you know, it, it, wherever you are, you're going to have ups and downs and challenges and, you know, kids are going through their thing and um, all of that. It's no different to um, what it be, would be like, I guess, in at home in a in a house, um, except you guys are, yeah, travelling around and having those amazing experiences at the same time. And like I said before, that quality time with your family, especially when the kids are growing up. That's right. Yeah, amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Absolutely loved listening to it. Now, I have a soft spot for you guys because you are now traveling in a Willow RV. (laughs) So everybody knows, well, you may not know, but um, I do have a human Willow who is nine years old um, and my Willow got to do a bit of traveling too in her early years. So you guys are in a Willow caravan. So tell me, how did you come about changing over to the willow and then also uh, co-designing the second willow that you're in yes yes it, it, yeah I, I kind of reflect back and think wow we do have a bit of a story so when we left in 2018 when Ari was little um, we started going up the east coast again because we knew that the distances were shorter so we've obviously done WA before but before kids so with little kids, we really liked being on the east where distances were shorter between towns and medical facilities, playgrounds, etc. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we heard that there was this new brand called Willow RV and we were quite keen on checking it out. We knew we wanted to do this lifestyle for, well, we didn't know how long, but we knew we wanted to keep doing it. It wasn't just a year-long thing. So we thought if we got into a new van, with a warranty and, um, you know, backup and support, mm-hmm. that that's what we were interested in. So the Jurgens was great, but it had three bunks and I knew I wasn't going to have a third baby. That was my decision, even though Reese would have 10. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I said, I think we need just a double bunk van because in a triple bunk, it's great, obviously, for families who have three kids, but... There's not much headroom, so even Ida as an 18-month-old couldn't sit up very well. So the main reason for changing was um, to get just two bunks and a slightly different floor plan. So we went via the Brisbane Caravan Show and walked out with a signed contract. Oh, wow. (laughs) It was pretty impressive, (laughs) was it? Yes, yes. So we really loved, we got to meet the owners of the company um, and, yeah, had a great chats with them. The bunks were also wider. So in a Willow van, they were about 800 wide, whereas in our previous van, they were only around 690. So it made a, a fair bit of difference. So I'm able to lay down next to a child if I need to and that kind of thing. Also, the it was a full ensuite rather than a separate toilet and a separate shower. So there was just a few selling points that made it look um, a little bit more appealing for me as a mum with two little kids so Mm -hmm. yeah there was a few things why we changed and yeah so that in 2018 we traveled all the way up to Cairns while our new willow was being built Um, we kept traveling because I said well this is our home we need to live in the current van until it's ready so we went all the way up to Cairns and then came back down to Bundaberg which was where the dealer is um, sells RV and that's who we purchased the willow through 
Mm-hmm. So that was great. He let us stay in the van. Um, and the day of changeover, we just dropped off the van, emptied all of one stuff, yep. <laughs> all of our life in, from one van to the other with a screaming baby and a toddler trying to run around everywhere. Oh, my goodness. It was a bit of a hectic afternoon moving everything, but yeah. we did it and yeah, and then um, we didn't look back. The new van was just amazing for us. Yeah, awesome. uh, And yeah, so where are we now? It's like August 2018. Um, we then headed all the way over to WA for Christmas. So we wanted to have Christmas with some friends and family in Perth. But along the way, our car, which was a Jeep Grand Cherokee, decided to blow two transmissions oh no yeah uh so you know i'm just gonna say these things because a lot of people make traveling look awesome oh, but yeah. there is still stuff that goes wrong yeah and I could say a much much worse word than stuff oh uh, yeah yeah i uh, <laughs> you know i totally agree and you know like i think i touched on this in my episode of, mm. of my story about you know breaking down in cohen going up to cape york and um yes. we were in the middle of nowhere and oh. luckily we i don't even think we had phone reception but luckily we had the rac um v the full cover um and within i think 12 hours they had arrived with a truck and they put us on the truck. We didn't actually have our van with us, which was lucky, um, but we put the Hilux on the back of the truck and we did a four-hour trip to Weeper. So, I don't know, they say it's like a show reel on your Instagram and your Facebook, but there are those challenges, but what doesn't kill you makes you stronger and brings you closer together and it's those experiences on the way that you know you will hold uh, those memories close to you for the rest of your life even though they are maybe challenging ones. That's right but it also uh, made us all the more determined to to push through and keep going. Yeah 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 so we were stuck um, in Adelaide for around six weeks waiting for parts and that was tough and I am, um, yes, same as you, I would highly recommend Top Cover, which I now have. At that point in time, I didn't realise that I didn't. Oh, okay. So I wasn't even, oh gosh, I wasn't even given a rental car or anything. I had to, I mean, I, here I am crying on the phone. I'm saying I've got two children under two. I don't have a vehicle. Oh my goodness. So I finally got one out of them, but far out. It was, um, yeah, really tough stuff. But anyway. Yep. Uh, you guys we, made we, it to WA. <laughs> Just, but we made it to WA because we have amazing friends who drove over and towed our caravan for us. Oh, wow, lifesavers. And, mm-hmm, and then I flew with the children, so we wouldn't have gotten there otherwise. Um, and it's a, a bit of a uh, detour off the story, but um, we had to get out of the caravan park we were in because it was fully booked leading up to the Christmas season and we were like, oh, my goodness, what do we do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so we have beautiful friends who um, drove all the way to tow the van back and I flew with the kids. So we arrived over there to our van in the driveway, all set up. We had Christmases planned. And, yeah, whew, take a deep breath, I feel like. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> yep. Wow. And then we spent um, a couple of months in around Perth. We do love Perth as a city. Um, and then we headed up the West Coast with the kids. So where are we now? This would now be 2019 and mm-hmm. Ari had his second birthday in Exmouth. Yep. Um, that morning he woke up on his second birthday. We were, sorry, it's his first birthday, not his second mm-hmm. birthday. Goodness me, first birthday in Exmouth and then uh, we headed out to Cape Range National Park and had his birthday afternoon out there. So that's pretty special. Yeah, definitely. We do love WA and can't wait to get back there. Um, But that's not quite yet. So, yeah, for the rest of 2019, well, that was early on. We were early in the season and then we headed to Darwin. We had friends in Darwin and Reese picked up work. So we stayed in Darwin for four months while Reese did some work. So that was the first lot of work he did after Ari was born. So yep. he had a nice 
you know, um, 13, 14 months being daddy mm-hmm. and then picked up work. So he's a plumber which and gets work quite easily, um, which is great for us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and we got to spend the dry season in Darwin, which is the, if anyone's been there, they know that's the greatest time to be there. So. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. All so that, yeah, so uh, you all well, you're uh, all the way over on the west coast and you took the new willow over there. And then yep. where did you guys go after the west coast? Did you start to travel back towards Tassie or Yeah, so from from Darwin we headed back towards Queensland and that's where we lapped ourselves. So as we got back to uh, Rocky, that was our kind of our lap we'd managed to do in that willow and during that time, um, I had had a few conversations with the manufacturers at the factory in Victoria about were they thinking about a slightly larger family van? Mm. Um, and it turned out that they were, mm-hmm. and that they were. They asked me, would I be interested in helping them design it? And I nearly fell off my chair. I was like, yes, yes, please. So. Yeah, that's when all that started to come about. We'd been in the first willow for around 12 months um, and started designing the second willow, which is, well, we've only recently picked it up, so back in July. Yeah. um, What a fantastic opportunity to be able to design ah. your own caravan, knowing, you know, you've been in a smaller one and then you had the Jurgen and then the first Willow and then putting all of that into a brand new van that I guess suits your family, but you know how how and what works for for other families as well. Absolutely. And I do need to stress that I don't think any setup is perfect Mm. and it's not going to suit everybody but what we've uh, changed I guess suits our family really really well um yeah so that's fantastic so you guys have been in that one now since July yeah so the the planning of it took it was a good six months of discussions with the factory and as we um, went past Melbourne because we came back for Christmas 2019 we came back to Tassie to see our family so we came past the factory and I went in a few times and we you know had sketches and ideas and things floating around everywhere so that was a really fun thing to actually go in there see how these things are made and Mm. and the kind of things that they could do for you so hmm, amazing and so what were some of the standout things that you sort of changed that you thought would be really helpful for yourselves as a family and other families like what are the some of the 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 key things that you could talk about in the new van okay so our new van is almost two foot longer than the previous willow so it is a substantial um, bit bigger the reason we wanted a bit more space uh, was we'd also gain payload. So Reese being a tradie mm-hmm. meant that he carries he carries around 100 kilos of tools with us. So we wanted to have a bit more payload for that as well as a bit more space. So I wanted a bit more kitchen. And a lot of people won't agree with that and they say, well, we cook outside anyway or whatever. But um for me to have more kitchen bench and which also meant on the opposite side of the van I got a larger lounge, it meant there was more room for our family. We're young, well the kids are young and while Reese works I can't just let my kids mm. outside. Yeah, You know they were too young, Ari was running away like yeah. <laughs> I was really stressed about him being run over by someone blah blah blah. So yeah. while I was meal prepping and you know, getting things organised, washing and stuff, I had to lock my kids in the van with me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that, um, yeah, otherwise I could just wasn't getting any jobs done because Reese was at work. So I was like, man, I've got no room in here and, I, you know, I was getting really a bit cranky. So to get an extra foot of bench space has, yeah, been amazing. Plus I've now got a slide-out pantry. Yeah. Uh, what else? 
well, I guess the main thing is we've now got a king-size bed. Oh, my goodness, a king-size bed. <laughs> yes. I only so, just got a king-size bed in my home. It's been 40 <laughs> years, my goodness. Luxury, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So I, I, um, I guess with young children, they tend to get in with us at some point during the night. Yep. And I was being pushed out the edge of my island queen and no room. I was ended up getting into a bunk. So so I thought, hang on, on my side of the bed, which is the far side, so the door side Reese sleeps on, but on the far side, you know, in a a bunk, uh, sorry, in a van with an island queen, you've kind of got that little bit you can walk around. Well, in my van... I don't have that anymore. The mattress goes all the way to the edge. Mm-hmm. So it gave me a 1,900-wide bed rather than a 1,500-wide bed. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I was, happy, I was happy to give up that bit of space because I never walked around there anyway. I always climbed in from the end because I'm tall and it was just awkward to try and scoot around the edge. But it also meant that I got a longer bench because the kitchen bench butts up to the end of the bed. So, mm-hmm. yeah, if people want to have a look, they can see on my page what the floor plan looks like and it would make more sense than me trying to explain it. But it yep. meant I got my bench, I got uh, a bigger bed, I got a bigger lounge. So we've now got a like a club lounge rather than just the L shape and we all fit comfortably and we all fit in the bed if we Yay, need to. <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you've got to be comfortable. I mean, it's your home. You're travelling full time. Um, and the fact That's that right. you've had that opportunity to, to design this van. And if anyone wants to check out the layout, um, as Gemma said, it is on her Instagram page, uh, Van Roman. So go and check out the layout and um, the new Willow Caravan or Willow RV. Yes. Yes, so it's a new model that they've launched called Illawarra 6520. Fantastic. Now, I'm going to delve into uh, van life with two younger kids because you do have two little ones, as we mentioned before, Ida is three and Ari is two. So you guys have been travelling for quite a few years now, being pregnant on the road as well. So share with us how how has that been for you guys because you know some people would say oh it'd be really tough you know to go through those periods of your life whilst living out of a caravan but I'd love to hear um you know your experiences through uh living on the road with two younger kids I don't really know much different of course I was pregnant with Ida while I was working and things like that but the second time around, I was just so busy with Ida as a toddler. Well, she wasn't even walking until after Ari was born. So I was busy with a baby while I was <laughs> pregnant with another baby. Um, but I don't really know how different it was to home life as such. But um, it was, look, I found it quite easy to manage. I was able to make appointments. As I as we went, I I booked ultrasounds as I went and had all the normal appointments that people do. I didn't find that hard. Um, and Ida, as as a as a baby and then toddler herself, she just you know she doesn't know any different either. So mm. she just kind of slotted into life and she's a really outgoing little thing and absolutely loves her caravan. Yeah. Um, I guess what we can talk about is things that maybe made my life easier with with little kids. Uh, we definitely knew we wanted to have a full ensuite and a washing machine. Yep. I yep. don't. Again, look, hats off to these people that do it without. They're amazing. Uh, but for me, it was one of the things I had to have. So we have um, obviously a shower and the toilet and a, and a little front loader which is just a two kilo one but it's perfect just to put on every day and keep on top of the kids clothes Reese and I can tend to wear things more than a few times but the kids little kids get get messy so to be able to wash their clothes all the time is really handy yeah and bath wise we we have a Bunnings 
flexi tub that we sit into the shower and we fill that up and they have a tub bath. That's yep. what we call it. I've seen so bath. many families do that. I've, <laughs> I've got some friends at the moment who are staying just in the caravan park near myself um, where I live and I went over to visit them the other night and their two little kids are in their little tub baths and having a, a great old time in their bath. So I know how um, handy they, they can be. Yes, yes, absolutely. And early on, we had a pram. We don't anymore. Um, about a year ago, sold the pram. But definitely to have that double pram when we had children that were only 13 and a half months apart made our life easier. It meant we could still go on walks and look around towns and things like that. So the pram was uh, a winner for us. And a cute little, um, I don't know what we called it, but it was a high chair, but it wasn't. It was like a low chair that. You could sit on the lounge or you could sit it outside on your mat or you could take it to a restaurant and sit it on their chair. So that, that also was fantastic. It had a little tray table and was was great when they were just learning to sit up and learning to feed themselves. Yep. I think I actually know what you're talking about. Are they the bumbo chairs? Similar to that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Very, very similar. Kmart do one and I think mine was a, a Fisher-Price one, but um, yeah, the they're a really good little, I, don't even, I wish I'd looked it up before. Anyway, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Yeah, it was a great little chair to have um, for the kids because I didn't want a big high chair, you know, it would take up a lot of space. Yeah, of course. The other thing, travelling with kids, what I would recommend is the, the Sirocco fans or some kind of 12-volt fans in your bunks um, for when you're off-grid. Fans for air movement in the heat are just fantastic. You just you just make it work. and. We didn't really have a settling in phase. I know a lot of families have contacted me saying, oh, how long did it take to your kids were used to it? And uh, I can't help with that one because my mm. kids have just, it's really all they know. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah. Ida was so little when we moved Ari in. So she woke up maybe the first week or two when he woke. But, you know, with such close proximity that even as a newborn, I heard him before he cried, you know. It wasn't a real cry. So I'd just pick him up and feed him and do what you normally do and put him back to bed. So yep. he he started off in a bassinet next to me and then at about four months old, I put him straight on the top bunk and that's where he's been ever since. Oh, amazing. And yeah, like you said, that's all they, they've ever known. They've been born like traveling. So thanks for, for sharing those awesome tips. I know, um, yeah, there's heaps of helpful information there when traveling with little ones on the road. Now, it's always, um, I guess, one of the hot topic questions is how do people fund their trip? And you guys are uh, traveling indefinitely. So how how do you keep going? How do you keep traveling? What, what, what do you do on the road to fund your trip? Yes. Okay. So as I've mentioned, we sold our home that we'd built. So doing that enabled us to buy our first caravan. And each time we've sold a van, we've made our money back. So we haven't never lost out on um, van money. So that's how we've always bought new ones. But also we already had a four-wheel drive, so that was handy. We did upgrade along the way because of what happened with the Jeep, but that's another story. Yep. (laughs) So, yeah, so we did sell our house where some people don't, but if we hadn't, we didn't have um, enough savings to get us going. So that was our choice, and I have absolutely no regrets with that um we love what we do and then reese works so for the first um few trips he didn't and then he just picked up work so he found it easy he's done as little as one week and as the longest stint he's done is four months so it really just depends where we are how long we want to stay somewhere and and how much we need to top up that bank account yep so Really, his money goes into savings and we drip feed on that. And we also do receive family tax benefits like most young families do as well. Yeah, for sure. And with um, Reese finding work, like does he look on, um, I don't know, Facebook pages or Seek or where where does he mainly pick up his work from? Yes, good question. So we do do look on Seek. Um, He's applied for things 
through that way as well as word of mouth. Um, but generally he'll just, wherever we are, he'll pick up the phone and ring, you know, a couple of the local plumbing companies and the most of them have just said, yep, can you start tomorrow? Yeah, they're <laughs> always looking for people, aren't they? Um, yeah. Especially like I guess in remote areas too, they're always, always got work and always looking for people. Yes, so the only hurdle that he's had to overcome is um, he's had to get a licence, a plumbing licence in each state. But that's really easy. Once If you've already got one, then they kind of give you recognition of the state you've already got one in. So it's just a bit of paperwork and a fee, but, you know, it's only $80 or Yep. in some places and a couple hundred in another place but you know it um, lasts a few years so once you've got your license you're allowed to work in that state so once we knew we were heading to the Northern Territory we just applied online before we got there so that once we were there you already had it sorted and ready to go. Fantastic yeah it really gives you that choice and freedom to to work wherever you want around Australia so that's that's amazing. Yes yes and I haven't done any work at this stage being a mum of two little ones but um, that's okay. Oh, <laughs> mum, mum life is the hardest job right? <laughs> right that's right but to be honest, I wouldn't have it any other way and it is why we do what we do so that, you know, if we were in a normal life situation with a mortgage, we'd both have to work full time and these kids would just be going to daycare. Yeah. So yep. um, that's why we do what we do. It actually, I'm a numbers and stats kind of girl and I've seen multiple posts um, over the years of my blog of my figures so people can scroll back and see all those budget figures. But it's cheaper for me to live how we do than when we had a house. Yeah, okay. So you've done quite a lot of, um, you know, monthly budgets or six-monthly budgets, which you often post on your social media pages, don't you, that people can check out? Yes, yes that's right. So, um, yeah, they're all there. Um, and if anyone wants to look, they're there. But, yeah, it, look, it's working out like $900 a week to live on the road is unreal. Yeah, yeah, mm. definitely. Very good. Well, I want to dive into um, your, I guess, tips and advice when traveling Tassie in particular, because at the moment, there's so many families that are headed that way now that the borders are open. They're all heading south um, for the summer, I guess. And what better person to um, share would be yourself having lived there for most of your life other than traveling (laughs) Um, so I would love to hear you know how how people can get over to Tassie where you would recommend them um, to to travel which way some of the hot spots down there Um, yeah absolutely go for it and yeah share what what Tassie has to offer Okay, so yes, I'm Tassie born and bred and I've lived here for most of my life except for the trips we've been doing. So we do come back and forth to Tassie uh, because all our family's here and we generally spend Christmas and summer here as it is the best part of the year. The kids' birthdays are in February and March. So yes, coming to and from Tassie. Okay, (laughs) so... You can look on the Spirit of Tasmania website. It's like booking an airfare. You can select dates and see what the prices are. Type in your car model and how long your caravan is. Do not skimp on how long your caravan is because when you pull up at the check-in bay, there are measurements on the ground. So if you've said seven metres but you're actually over eight, they will charge you extra when you get there. That's one big tip. (laughs) Um, But, yes, you book on the Spirit of Tassie. I highly recommend a night sail. It's um, just, it's a boring trip. So for 12 hours, you're stuck on a boat. You're not allowed to stay in your car or your van. It gets left down on the deck and you are up in a cabin or just wandering around. So a night sail is much, much better. You get a cabin um, that has bunks in it and you just have some dinner go to bed, 
get up in the morning, have a shower, and you're off by 7 a.m. Fantastic. So um, yeah, so that the overnight trip is definitely the way to go. I think so. We've done both, and the day was so long. It was just so long, and there's nothing to actually to see out there. You're, you know, you're out in the middle of the ocean without anything to look at. So yep. it was a very, very long day. And the fact that if you do it during the day, you then arrive at 7 o'clock at night and you're trying to find somewhere to camp. Yeah, of course. That's right. Yeah. Yep. So if you arrive in the morning, you've got all day to worry about where you're going to go and uh, finding yourself somewhere. As well as when you come over, you can't have, um, for quarantine reasons, you can't have fresh fruit or veggies in your fridge. So when you come over, you then want to go find a shop and you know get some fresh supplies and that kind of thing. So, yeah, the best place we've found is called Fourth Recreation Ground and it's on Wikicamps. It's only 15 kilometres from the Spirit of Taz in Devonport and it's free. So it's an f- excellent first stop. You can dump your van there, you can drive back to the shop. So Devonport has everything that has... Coles, Woolworths, Kmart, all that kind of stuff. So you can go back, stock your, your um, groceries up, and it's a fantastic free camp that is just like a like a showground. Yep. And so, what was that called again? If yep, Fourth Recreation Ground. Okay, fantastic. And about fifteen kilometres from where you get off the Spirit yeah. of Tasmania. Yep. Yep. It's a great first stop. It has a playground. It has an oval. It has flushing toilets. You do need to be self-contained. I probably should have said that, but still. Um, it does have a a water tap at the entrance near the Anzac Memorial. So we filled up our tanks while the kids play at the playground and then go find yourself somewhere to stay. And you're allowed to stay uh, two nights, I think. Yeah. That's a great first stop. Excellent. And where would you suggest people start to head next? Is there like a um, yeah a direction that you would suggest? Yeah, so Tassie's kind of good to do in a figure of eight so that you, if you just go around, that's still fine, but you do miss some really historic towns through the centre. Um, so it's nice to do a bit of a figure of eight and it would depend on when you get here. I would think if you're arriving in December or January, I would probably head west first because it'll be quieter. The east coast is generally during uh, school holidays anyway, really busy with locals. So it's great to go west, um, especially since the west is cooler as well. So in summer, it's a better time to go there. So December and January, I would go west. If you were arriving um, in February, I would go east because school goes back over here on the 3rd of Feb, which means you get all those awesome free campsites. Yeah, amazing. Yep. So the locals will be back at home, back at school, back at work, <laughs> and you, you get the run of... you got the place to yourself, yeah. Except yeah. for all the other travelling yeah. families that we get to meet along the way <laughs> as well. <laughs> well, that's true, that's true. Um but yes, look, it's it's not cheap in any respect to get to Tassie. You'd be depending on the size of your rig, you're looking at between one thousand and and fifteen hundred each way. Um, for our caravan, it's quite long. We're about a nine and a half meters, so we pay thirteen or fourteen hundred each way with a cabin. But once you're here, your fuel bill is a lot lower than any other state because everything's you know, quite close and you can save a lot of money by free camping here. Yeah, great. And that yeah, that's the one thing I have heard about Tassie is is the amount of free camps that are there. So that's yeah. good to know. I do highly recommend people buy a national parks pass for Tasmania. You can get a holiday pass which I think two months. Otherwise there's a twelve month pass which is only cost ten dollars more. So probably just do that one. Um, and that way you can have entry to every national park here and you only pay a small camp fee when you're there. It's, most of them are around about $16 a night for a family. Yeah, it's great value. Yeah, 
some of them even have power and water. So there's some good ones that have power and water for sheep as well, which is great. Fantastic. And I know how amazing all the fresh produce is down there. I, when I went down um, to visit all, all your fresh food, your beautiful coffee and, and your wines and things. But other than all of that, what are your hotspots down in Tassie? What are the must-sees and must-dos when you're there? Okay. So for um, beautiful beaches and free camps, I would head out to uh, St Helens on the east coast and there's a, an area called Binalong Bay um, and Bay of Fires. So the rocks are covered with this orangey looking and it just, it's just beautiful. The water's gorgeous and there are free camps right beside the beach. Um, they're part of National Park but they are actually free, so zero cost. As long as you can get a spot, which look, if you're in February or March, I don't see why not. Um, so that's a, an awesome place that a lot of people like to go. Um, down south, highly recommend uh, Bruni Island. If you are happy to drive along the beach, there's a great camp at, called Cloudy Bay, um, Cozy Corner. So you drive a couple of kilometres along a very firm beach and to the other side, then you drive back up off the beach into this campground that has a couple of drop toilets and it is national park that costs around $13 a night there. But it's just a beautiful private little place that you feel like you're on the edge of the world. Oh, wow. It sounds amazing. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. Um, and if you're looking for a, a paid campground, there's a beautiful spot called River's Edge. We were just there recently on our first ever visit and... I actually have to think it's probably our best ever campground in Australia for a paid campground. Really? It's really hard to choose your favourite or the best, isn't it? So it is. um, by the sounds of it, it must be a pretty special place. Yeah, the moment we drove in, we just went, wow. Now, the sites are absolutely massive. You're allowed to have as many people on each side as, as you want. I mean, we booked with friends, but... Um, we all had our own sites, but you were allowed to all just go on the one if you wanted to. So the people next to us had set up with four different families, all in huge tents and gazebos and everything, and they still had space to kick the football and there was a tree swing and you're beside the river and kids were swimming and paddling in the river. And, yeah, it was just beautiful. Green grass. Ah, oh, it was really <laughs> nice. So I highly recommend River's Edge Wilderness Camping. That was just really lovely down there. Yeah, sounds perfect. Another place I think you should go if you come to Tassie is Port Arthur. Um, you know, it's mixed reviews, but I love Port Arthur for the beauty um, as well as the story, you know. Mm, the history but, of it. Yeah, yeah, it's a lovely place to go um, and spend – your ticket actually covers you for two consecutive days, so you don't have to rush around. And mm. You can take your time. You're allowed to take a picnic in there and enjoy the gardens and, and the buildings and go on a guided tour. And there's also a little cruise that's included in your fee as well, so you go out around the Isle of the Dead. And, yeah, it's, it's a really good touristy thing. We don't do many touristy things um, with our age kids, but that's something that we we've done while we've been home this time and enjoyed it yeah definitely and I did touch on this with um, my podcast episode was you know educational uh, spots to take kids um, you know if they are homeschooling or doing some sort of distance education it's nice to pop into those historical places and um, yeah maybe that's one of the little excursions that you can do as part of you know your homeschooling that's right Um, and I'll just Tell you a couple more before we finish up, but Cradle Mountain, people love to go to Cradle Mountain and walk around Dove Lake. I think it's around five kilometres, but it's um, mostly boardwalk, so most kids can do it. As well as the West Coast is beautiful and coming out of Queenstown is just like you're on a different planet, really. Um, I'll leave that to everyone's imagination if they haven't been there. And you do need to go down to Cockle Creek, so the very southernmost road in Australia and get a photo with a sign that you've been to the southernmost bit of Australia you can get to. 
Wow, fantastic. Well, there's definitely lots and lots of tips and advice and suggestions and beautiful places that, um, you know, you guys can write down and put on your trip planner for Tassie. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that with us today, Gemma. It's been amazing having you on uh, our official uh, Travelling Family first interview so thank you so much thank you for your time and where can people find you okay so um we are van roman on instagram and facebook and a few little videos on youtube at this stage we are in tassie until the 19th of february we have just recently booked our tickets out of here so we've been home for at by the time mid-feb rolls around we've been home for six months due to covid and when I say home, our van is our home, but we've been able to be home with family. Um, so we're still travelling, of course. Yep. And yeah, 19th of Feb, we're, we're out of here. So we'll be heading up the East Coast, doing the New South Wales coast and back to Queensland for winter. Fantastic. The best place to be, hey, for winter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, our... That's the rule, yes. be above Brisbane or above Perth yeah. for winter. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Well, I look forward to welcoming you guys back to Queensland. I hope we can catch up. And again, thank you so much for joining us on uh, this podcast today. And happy travels. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. I hope you were able to take away some amazing tips and advice and feel inspired by our wonderful guests. Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast so that you can stay in the loop of upcoming episodes. And it would mean the world to me if you could share this podcast with any fellow travellers or families that may be interested. And if you feel like leaving a review, I would absolutely appreciate that too. Lastly, make sure you download each episode and save to your chosen podcast platform so that you can listen at any time. Even if you do drop out of service in the outback or if you are enjoying one of the many remote locations that Australia has to offer. This podcast was brought to you by My Life Health Happiness helping you create a life with more freedom and choice and becoming the happiest and healthiest version of you.